Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes, Welcome sir. Welcome back to Mickey D's podcast episode 25. 25. Come on, wow. Man. You see us out here in Christmas. Of, of course, we out here. Christmas episode lands on 25. 25. How fitting yeah. was that? It's Yo, like we, we out here. Man. We planned that out clearly. Yeah. Uh, fellas. Yeah. Welcome I, back. Yes, sir. How y'all got yeah, doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How we doing? Right, first of all, I'm here with my partners, DJ Danger Zone. Out yes, sir. DJ Rel. What it do? I am Mickey War. And um, you know, in case y'all didn't know, this is how we get down. Mickey D's podcast. Mm-hmm. DJ City. Mm-hmm. Beat Source. We ready. <clears throat> yeah, man. You know what? These Christmas sweaters, well, you got on. So the two that Mickey and I have on, this is from my mom's stash yeah, from really. the 90s, Shout possibly out to 80s. Shout right. out to Kathy. And uh, these Christmas sweaters would have been perfect at the par- for the party I went to this past Saturday. I went to a random person's party. A random, random person's random, random person. Um, I knew I knew the wife, uh, and it was in West Hill. So uh, how, did, how did you know the wife? <laughs> Careful, my, my mom, you worked with her like 16 years ago, back at A1 uh, Tech. Uh, I remember uh, that uh, one uh, job I had. Yeah. So I haven't seen this woman. <laughs> I haven't seen this woman in 16 years. And, or it might've been longer, but, um, so she, and it was just outside of uh, Calabasas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. They had an atrium in the living room. Mm, well, that's sure. my motherfuckers don't know what atrium, yeah. what an atrium is. For but, like two yeah. seconds, I had to even think about See? what the hell atrium It's not in your vocab, hey, right? I had to come back. Above the pay grade. So it was, I was really just with a bunch of random white people mm-hmm. and Sam and I, and Sam was the only Hispanic girl there. Mm-hmm. She had a 10. There actually were servers. You and she said, and she coming. said, she said, I, I know they ain't confusing me for these damn servers. I knew it was coming. Yo, we, did, we didn't know anybody that they didn't know me. People were asking oh me, so goodness. how do you know uh, right. Bonnie? And I'm like, well, you yeah. know, so I think they were just double checking, making sure I was at the right party. Mm. Right. And then Sam looks around and says, man, nobody noticed that I cut my hair short. She had like her hair on her, her shoulders yeah. now. I'm like, baby, nobody knows anybody. Nobody knows us here. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Cause you know, women, they want yeah, like, you know, yeah. they want to be they want seen. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? Talk to my family. They'll, they'll acknowledge you. But yeah, that was my highlight of the weekend. How was the food? <laughs> Going to a random, it was delicious. All right, mm. Delicious. Sure. The catering was on point, man. They were bringing out these uh, hors d'oeuvres. They had two Christmas trees, man. And, <laughs> and, and one Christmas tree just so conveniently fit over the uh, uh, jacuzzi. On top Over? of the jacuzzi. Yeah, it was on top of the jacuzzi. Like, okay. you know, they lay something down. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Then we went to Candy Cane Lane, yeah. shut it down with the Godson. There you That's go. Yeah, you do that every year, huh? Try to, yeah. They yeah. got one out past Pasadena. Might be Altadena. Mm-hmm. Better than Candy Cane Lane. And they have one out here in, um, where's it at in the Valley? Willen Hills, I believe? That's, the That's Candy, Candy Cane Lane. Lane. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's right before Calabasas. Yeah, and then there's one the in Redondo. They got them all over now, but Candy Cane Lane, we were going up. That was, that the, was the OG, yeah. Like, you had to wait in a long line off the freeway just to get. Damn. And yeah, it's was, not as good as it used to be. Right. Some of the houses don't do it anymore, but the one in the past Pasadena is the best they one now. They need a tax break for participating in that shit. Yeah. Bruh. Energy. Your power bill is going to be skyrocket that month. But yo, back to these Christmas sweaters, Rel. What, what were you saying earlier about oh, uh, man, us listen. revolutionizing the so game? As Joe, as as our our good friend Joe was explaining about these Christmas sweaters and how Kathy has had these since the nineties, Joe had brought it up. We had a it was what eleven two thousand eleven two thousand eleven. I want to say around that time. If anyone's familiar with the the Hollywood scene, it was around the time that uh, um, Lollipop Mondays mm-hmm. was at Colony right mm-hmm. before it was at Echo. Um, and then it, uh, they had put it at a colony and uh, Joe 
our, our good friend Andre Cox and myself, we would attend regularly. Mm-hmm. We were usually yeah. there weekly. Um, yeah. And I don't know who's, I think it's probably was Joe's idea. But like, yo, we should pull up and some Christmas sweaters, some ugly right. Christmas sweaters. And I'm like, man, you know what? That's actually smart. Said, my we, mom got a box of them in the garage. Box of them. And he provided them. He provided the sweaters. We all pulled up. It was, I think Alex was there as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Alex four, was there. Four yeah, sweaters, four, yeah, four sweaters. We pulled up. The only four motherfuckers in there with these ugly ass sweaters. <laughs> yeah, but man, on a hip hop night. On a hip hop night. All <laughs> hip hop all night. But we turned some fucking heads. People yeah. were like, yo, yo, yo. So I say all that because I don't know if you guys have noticed in the last couple of years, a lot of people have been doing ugly Christmas sweater parties. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying... Come on, give, give us some flowers real quick. Go you, ahead. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, again, I'm not saying we started the trend, right. but after that particular year, I've seen it more in nightclubs. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's been I'm sure, pl- yeah. plenty of um, corporate gigs and... Right. You know, events that they private events that they've done that because you know and you've probably seen it in bars as yeah, well because exactly. it's like like you know it's it's a white guy thing it's a white exactly, person yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so I mean you gotta say it yeah as far it, as, it, I mean I'm on quarter white I can say yeah. it. as far as far as as far as nightclubs I've been seeing it a lot more in these last couple Lately. of years so yeah. I'm just like listen man you know I'm I'm just saying you know. You, you, you check the archives that's all yeah. I'm saying yeah check we the out archives here. you can go back I was actually there that night. You were? BTW. I think it was the one time I was there at, at Lollipop Mondays, yeah. one time. We were friends, but we weren't really friends. Right. And that was the whole, that at that, that era that, that of phase. our friendship. Were, were you in a relationship? I was definitely in a jacket. No, I don't. Because uh, when you were in a relationship, in, you kind of disappeared in, from the club maybe scene. Maybe I was in and out of the relationship. <laughs> okay, I was fair. definitely still in the scene. Yeah. I just wouldn't go out. Yeah, you, like you, that you went through a phase of not going out. That's right. Because I was doing like corp- more corporate stuff I think at the time okay. than anything not quite the close stuff but yeah. I remember that night it was a yeah, good man, listen, it was a good chug yeah, yeah. but ever since then it's been a new fab you know? oh yeah. ugly Christmas sweaters everybody doing that shit right well, man. Well, man, Amazon yeah. is making a killing off of making these sweaters bro. yo bro uh, 2 chains, right he oh. had his uh uh, he I think did he do the dabbing Santa or no that was um, that was well, your no. boy Baron Davis did mm. the no, black was- Santa Okay. Which is different. Yeah. And then it was... Your it was, boy, the, yeah, the Rocket. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. Dabbing Santa. behind the... I think it was a Dabbing Santa yeah. sweater. Mm. Killing it. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, tis the season. Yeah, tis Absolutely. the season, man. But, you know, we're here. We're festive. We're we're enjoy- We're uh, participating in the sweaters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, we had to bring the content to the pod, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, fresh off Dre Sinatra's episode, which was a great episode. Great episode, Shout out if you haven't listened to that, A lot of nuggets in that. A lot of great... Gems, uh, just about you know, staying true to yourself mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, and then, oh, shoot, I'm actually fresh back from Dallas, mm-hmm. nice, uh, slash Fort Worth. It's kind of how about them Cowboys? In between you man, went to a game, they you went to the game. I huh? did go to the game, you went to the best game of the season. And I'm not gonna front, um, well, their best game of their the best season, game. I right, say right. the best, best game, game of the season, no. depending on who you were going for, right? But uh, you know, I, I I left my LA hat back in the hotel. I didn't want to start any issues or anything. You didn't bring an LA hat there? Oh, yeah, man. I know. I could have gotten there, but you know, let's just some say, of those fans are dumb. Let's just say uh, our good friend uh, Danny West of uh, DJ City slash Beat Source is uh, the stadium club resident DJ. Okay. So you know, being with him, you don't want to start any issues. But I will say this: the stadium club is the best bang for your buck I've ever experienced at mm. a sporting event 
ever. It really? better. That's the newest stadium. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> you're better. right. You're damn right. But beyond the stadium being beautiful and it's yeah. huge because obviously they take uh, their their sporting event or their football series. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. Texas. And Jerry so, Jones yeah. ain't playing. It is not a game. Who yeah. flies in and out in his helicopter, has a whole- On top of the stadium? Of course. Yeah, has <laughs> a whole top, hotel lobby size to get into his suite. Like Fair. it's a whole thing. Belongs to him. But makes sense. The the stadium club uh, is all you can eat, all you can drink. Oh, and that's dangerous. There's a pregame for menu, one of those. Pregame menu food. Um, <laughs> there is a halftime menu of food, and then there's an after the game menu of food. <laughs> so everything rotates throughout the day. It's all you can eat. Um, they have Jack Black soap in the bathroom. They okay. got the warm towel joints in there. Oh, man. So I'm you're not, like... I'm you're, not leaving. Bro, exactly. We went nah. to the seats, which were great seats. Shout out to uh, Rodney, Ray, and Kevin from El Chingon. Okay. They, uh, they hooked it, uh, hooked me up with the seat, um, and we went there for like a quarter. And there were great seats mm. at the end zone. And I know there were a couple, like a couple hundred bucks. And we definitely spent way more time in the stadium club than of anywhere course. else. Yeah. So I would, if you go into that, Highly recommend it. And then really quickly, shout out to DJ City. Uh, shout out to Phenom, who put together with Danny the uh, DJ City link up slash bowling mm-hmm. competition. We win? Champions. Baby. I know you win. Come, come on. Come on. Give me my flowers. Represent for the Nikki D's podcast one time. You already know. <laughs> but you know what's so funny is like people were hyping me up because I flew out there. And to be honest with you, this is what happened. The ringer. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real transparent because we're family. Here we go. Okay. So on Facebook, I saw the post and mm. you know, it's bowling. Obviously I'm going to step that's up you. and I'm going to say, yo, that's me. Right? right. But you know, I'm like, yo, bring out the pod. We got to go. Let's go. Take us all out. We want a team. We want yeah. a lane. Mm. Yeah, and um, they were like, well, last minute, the budget doesn't look mm. like all that. I'm like, okay, well, they didn't want that smoke. W- what's going to happen then? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm. So we're working on that. If right. with, with enough notice, I, I guess it would make more sense. Right. But of course, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a gambling man a little bit. And I said, okay. look, if anybody scores a higher score than me, I'll pay for my ticket. Oh shit. But you got to cover it up front. The plane ticket. The plane ticket. Okay. Cause that was the most expensive side. Okay. The hotel side, uh, of course, Danny being the mayor of Fort Worth and all that got the room. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> He actually got me a gig super last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout to Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Soldier held it down. Uh, and I played his spot, Park House, which is kind of like a Soho house. Concept. Is it uptown? It is uh, somewhere in town. Somewhere <laughs> in the town. <laughs> somewhere yeah, in the town. But it's a super nice wait, wait, spot. Wait, I'm sorry. Is it Fort Worth or is it Dallas? That one is Dallas. Okay. So Park House is in okay. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Super nice place. Uh Beautiful views, Dope. little pool deck. What was the music? Sexy vibes. I got to play legit, dope, like things I haven't really touched, like that Chromeo, nice. uh, Treasure Fingers nice. era. It was a, it was slightly slower night for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just like kind of do your own thing. And of course, you know, sprinkle in some 80s, some nice and, and all that. So it was a good time. Um, wish I recorded it. I thought about that too late. Mm. Back to the bowling. We kicked ass. Yeah. Um, first game, it was looking really rough for me. I guttered like the, the first four game. balls. Yeah, it's a warm-up game, It's like game, basketball. It right? doesn't count. But I didn't know there was a, there was a, a time deadline because we did like the hour, I think. Hour, okay. And then it's the best combined score of two games. Okay. Yeah. And I got to shout out my team, Joe Vega, uh, DJ Rev, 
Rev. Mm-hmm. Aiden yeah. Brasher, who was Aiden. the best bowler in the house. Oh, okay. So okay. luckily he was on my team because yeah. the win canceled out my gamble, yeah, nice. gambling situation. <laughs> uh, and uh, Phenom and, uh, and okay. Sticks. Sticks, okay. Yeah. And uh, it was, we, we won by 170 points or something Damn, like blew that. them out. Damn. But this was the game changer. So Aiden is like a legit bowler, pulled up in his own bowling shoes. You mean shoes. he took two semesters he, of bowling in a community college as opposed to your one? <laughs> I did take one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. That's why you're so nice with it, yeah. that one semester. Yeah, man, man you got to get a credit, you know? We didn't yeah, all yeah, get scholarships to play like, baseball. Yeah, yeah, all right, fair enough. The same. So, and I definitely wasn't look, making look the who's, team. Look who's getting the advantage now, yeah. <laughs> how is baseball helping me? You're, know. you're entering bowling tournaments. I'm sure you have some yeah. theories. You, you, yeah. were, you were saying speeches in New Mexico recently. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I wasn't bowling. But, but the going. game changer was really that um, I got to use Aiden's ball in the second game. And I tried, I was like shy to ask him because he doesn't have like the third hole. I have a traditional style of bowling. He mm-hmm. he does this crazy like two-handed spin thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, and the the lane was so slick, it was hard for me to do anything with a house ball. So I, I borrowed his for the last frame and then I turkeyed out the the last game. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is different. Yeah. Let me try this ball. And then surely enough after that. The, right. the, the world was balanced back. Yeah. What was your top score? And I was a good bowler game? again. Uh, it was like 160, 170 the second game. Okay. Um, the first game was like a 150-ish. Yeah. And then Aiden had probably the highest score, I think, the whole day, which was like a 177. Okay. Lanes were super slick. so But it was a great time, man. Um, shout out to everybody. Uh, I, this is the one part I, I wanted to make sure I brought up. Uh, I got a lot of love from the DJs that showed up to the link up as mm-hmm. well as uh, some of the the other great guys that kill it, like Camilo, Fu, um, and honestly, way too many dudes name because it was like a hundred plus DJs. That yeah. That, up. that picture, that group picture. Yeah, was crazy, bro. It <clears throat> was crazy. Like I didn't know how we were going to fill up. So uh, I'm sorry, how we're going to fit everybody into that photo. So mm-hmm. that, was, yeah. uh, that was crazy. Yo, yeah. yeah. Well, I did a uh, phenom do. Phenom was amazing in his <laughs> way of entertainment. Phenom, uh, he got better as time went on. Okay. And uh, maybe that had to do with uh, a couple, couple of, of the, drinks? the beverages that were <laughs> sure, offered at the place. Sure. But Phenom did his thing, uh, Go Sports. I think one of the best things that we got to see on social media this week was his conversation with Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin was encouraging him and said something along the lines of like, get turkeys. Turkeys. (laughs) And then Fiona says, I don't know what that means, but I got got you. you. (laughs) Turkeys mean strikes. (laughs) Turkeys mean strikes. Get strikes. And so Phenom did his best. And uh, it was, it was amazing. He shows up with the turkey. Yeah. You got to love Phenom. You know, he was DJing at the, at the uh, stadium club as well with Danny and uh, he's just so funny. He's yeah. just great. Damn, that's dope, man. <laughs> Shout out to Finau, man. Yeah. I love him in sports. Right. Um, Bro. What did I do this weekend? I was in Nashville. Mm. I was in Nashville this past weekend. Um, Shout out to my Something Inc. family. Uh, they brought me out. We were doing a holiday party out there. We spun at uh george jones out there spotting george jones i don't know mm-hmm. if you guys you guys ever been in nashville before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. once yeah, well, yeah i think it was city? just once um i don't remember spending much time going around the city to be okay. honest with you but i heard it's, it's uh, a fun party city. listen it's uh it was this is my second time i brought i brought the fiance out with me this time uh my second time being out there and 
you know, as a black man, you hear Nashville, <laughs> usually you run the opposite direction. I mean, isn't it a liberal city though? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, and you would, you think you would, you know, just think about from, from my past uh, learnings about it from other people sure. and their experiences about it in the past or what, and whatnot. Man, but I went out there. Again, this is my second time going out there. Extreme, everyone extremely nice. I mean, from the Uber drivers to uh, the people that we were handling, dealing with at the venues and whatnot. Like, everyone was just extremely cool. Everyone was open, helpful. The restaurants that we sat in, it was they just- They gave you moonshine? It was a dope experience. No, I didn't get it. But I had mm. some good whiskey out there. Like, okay. you know, Nashville is known for their whiskey. And they, right. They had some good stuff out there. Yeah, that's my But um, the gig was dope. We had a good time. We turned up, I, you know, playing- Anything from country music, as you guys know, that my my country crate is 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 getting up there. Okay. Yeah, to uh, okay. to playing, ahead, you man. know, all the, the all the southern shit from Mississippi, you know, in Memphis. Excuse me, yeah. all the southern shit from Memphis and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but it was dope. We bar hopped a couple of times. I wanted to shout out a couple of the DJs. Um, you know, we talked about we talked about this on past uh, podcasts about going into spots and being able to turn that that DJ judgment off. Yeah. And just really just be present and enjoy it and have a good time. Uh, so I was able to go in there and just listen to have a good time and enjoy it. Enjoy it. And that's the best. I part just, yeah, time. man, it's just, it was dope, man. The environment was cool. Like the DJs were just playing some cool shit. Like it wasn't, there was no obligation to get people turned up. Cause obviously there wasn't no crazy bottled services in there or whatnot like that. And people was just at the bar dancing politicking with one another conversation. Yeah. So it was just it was just a dope different environment to be in. Right. Um because of the holidays, the streets were flooded. I mean it was raining on the Friday night that I was out there. Yeah. And the streets were still flooded with people. Really? And I was just like, man, okay. So um yeah, we did that. Got back early on Saturday, landed early on Saturday and went straight to a private event that I had to go do that day. Yeah. Um and that was pretty much my weekend, man. It was again, it was it was a dope, dope weekend. Had a good time. Like to experience different cities when I can. Yeah, someone was telling me uh, that Nashville's the next big party city. I know um, Riot House, the owners of Riot House in Scottsdale, they just opened a spot in Nashville. Okay, downtown? Um, I think downtown. And uh, Blackout Artists just signed a DJ from with DJ D. Uh, make sure I get this right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, DJ D, D-U, DJ Do Music. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep my eye out on Nashville yeah. in 2020. Listen, man, Nashville, I'll be down, definitely be down to go out there and spend some more, man. It was, uh, it was a great experience and you know, you don't, us being in LA and mm -hmm. having to be, you know, up to date with all the music that comes out. Like it's, right. it's not, yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't hear the, the new party next door track out there. You know what I'm saying? Which right. again, it, it's fine. It was, it's fine, but yeah. you know, it was just dope that they, but I heard some new K Tronada shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's so dope. I was just like, that's dope. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Really so dope. I was like, oh, I can have, I definitely had a great appreciation for the type of music that was being played out there. I'll concur with that too as well. That's the times that I DJed in Texas, like it was, did not feel like I needed to play anything that was even yeah. remotely recent. Cause yeah, it wasn't absolutely. catching on like that. You know, I think people looked at me crazy when I played some, some Afrobeat shit or something. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, whoa. Whoa, buddy. Whoa, buddy. Slow down. Yeah. Take it back. Speaking of dope DJs, you guys uh, check out Red Bull Three Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I want you guys to go before me on your thoughts because I did a little deep diving. 
You did a deep I, dive. I did some dissecting with this shit. So go. I want y'all to go first, unless y'all did a deep dive, and then just doesn't matter. Um, I watched it live. Okay. Um, did have they posted? Um, I don't think. I don't so. think no, anybody's the only one. Official. Yeah, the only one that got posted was Lazy Boys. Lazy Boys was still the 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 face the, the Facebook stream stream one. Yeah. That so someone took that was going okay. around. First and foremost, props to Courtney. DJ yeah, Dazzler. DJ yes, Dazzler. Um, She's our superhero. Yes, uh, give her her flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on stage. Um, she definitely uh, complained a lot about you know not being able <laughs> her, to keep her, her shoulder back, up, her arms, her arms. <laughs> Everything was hurting. She was fatigued Who at the end. Thought holding a phone up would cause right. so much damage. You know what? And I'm gonna give her. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her her props still because yeah, it's tough. It's you know, it's like yeah, it's a resistance game, I guess. But yeah. um. You know, now we all know to bring stands. Yeah. Uh, or or just that little Or thing. three stock can have a live stream like before. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No yeah. shots fired. Just saying mm-hmm. we were all highly tuned into the streams. It was a little late. I think they even went on their live. Um, DJ, DJ City went, went live. live. Shout yeah. out to LP. I think he was managing yeah, that. Yeah, I think so too. Possibly. But um, big ups to them. They on, on a super like... You know, whim, they just went for it and uh, put it put up the stream. Yeah. With that being said, uh, getting into the competition, who who was it again? It was Lazy Boy. Chris Via. Chris Via. Dynamics. Matsu. Dynamics. Um, Shane. Sh- Dynamics. Shane. Uh, I forgot Shane's uh, full DJ name. Yeah. I'll tell you and right now. And then it was Finger him. something from New York. I think like. Shane Canefield. Yeah. Shane Canefield. And then uh, the dude from New York. And do from let's let's find out what is. Yeah, name. I don't want to disrespect him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who apparently is a lawyer and a professor at the Scratch Academy? Oh, one in New York. Yeah, dope. Oh. Think that's what they were saying. But while Danger looks that up, mm-hmm. um, DJ Lazy Boy, congratulations! Yes, sir. Uh, he was the first guy to go up and. My stream wasn't so great, I think, when it was happening live. So I got to go back and um, really listen to the whole set in yeah. its entirety. And man, like the level of thought, the the way he put everything together, the dub plates, um, yeah. everything was just, I mean, technically skilled, you know, getting dynamics involved. Um, it was. Yeah, I was like, is that legal? That's what yeah. I said. I was like, is <laughs> that legal? Fingersmith. Right. Fingers. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Fingersmith. So, um, yeah, I don't, it was, it was a great set and it was, uh, probably one of the best sets I've heard at three style when it comes to, it feels like a lot of three style sets has these like filler records Mm -hmm. where they let shit ride for a couple bars or they're just trying to fill in the set and don't really know how to want, they want to put other things together. So shout out to lazy boy, man. He did an amazing Amazing job. job. And, um, you know, beyond him, you know, fighting his other fights yeah. in life, you know. He still didn't let that stop him. You yeah. got no excuse. No if, excuse, If that's man. not an inspiration, I don't know what exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Did we say Chris Villa? Huh? Yeah, we, Chris said, Villa? we okay. say Chris Villa. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so it was dope. And, I mean, that's me giving the flowers to Lazy Boy. Matsu, I think, deservingly got second place. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that really was, uh, it was up there. And I can't really give my full opinion because I don't think I've watched Matsu's set or rewatched Matsu's set. Uh-huh. I just remember seeing his set and then, the, again, the stream wasn't great, so I might have missed a couple pieces. But I think he did a great job. Um, 
Chris, I love you. But, you know, with this being your second or third time around, I really felt like even if he would have executed and not gone through those errors, like mm-hmm. I don't think it would have competed against Matsu or Lazy Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I've never been in a three style, so I, I yeah. But you know, we do. For the a, record, none of us have been in a three style, none. so yeah. take whatever you want. Yeah. Take all this listen, shit as a grain of look, salt. We got all a podcast. Cats, we're just talking yeah, our shit. Those, listen, shout out to all those. We're cats, just here man, to report the news and not our only, thoughts. Not only are they talented as fuck <clears throat> as DJs, yeah, they're for the cats that we do know personally. They're all dope ass dudes, absolutely. Um, and it takes a lot of guts and a lot of fucking time. To go up there and prepare a fifteen minute fucking a hundred percent. Yeah, that shit seems longer than a four hour gig yeah. when you up there performing. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, um, I yeah. just it's just really good to yeah. preface that or a disclaimer exactly because yeah. if we critique or feedback whatever. Look, I remember years ago when they had three style playhouse. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in L. A. And I was tweeting. That was like the first time, like there was what? a three style. And I was tweeting from DJ City's account. I think. Was that was it? Was no, it, it wasn't Playhouse, Playhouse or was it at Supper Club? No, I, I don't know where it was. Oh, Lore. Maybe I think it was, it was even Lord. further back. It was a uh, very very Trentino first one with one, Steve right? Wonder. No, no, oh, no. I think that, that was sound. Like a Morse sound. Code. That's what it was. Sound. Block or sound? So yeah, yeah, Morse code. One, it was between Morse code and someone else. Possibly it was and one of the first ones. I think people felt like Morse code got robbed. But the reason I bring it up is because Steve is my boy. And like someone who I looked up to heavily, and, and and to this day we're we're good. But there was definitely like a solid months, couple months where he didn't fuck with me because I critiqued his Red Bull three style set in live, yeah. yeah, and basically said like, oh, this isn't it, or like this isn't gonna be it. And I was obviously critiquing on the fact of or on the basis of what I was observing from other competitors, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I say like respectfully, Chris Villa, who is an amazing DJ, we all know that, yeah, puts down together crazy sets, we all know that. But if you're going to call a spade a spade and the set wasn't the set, like, we're just saying that because it's what we observe. Yeah. Not to hate. No. This right? is not, we're not coming from a hating perspective. And we have a podcast. We have to say some shit that people are going <laughs> to listen to. So with that being said. We have to go against the grain a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it's okay to give our opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think Lazy Boy had a dope, a dope, dope set. Um, I always had this theory. Can you... Can you compete? Can you have a competitive set without doing wordplay or tone play? Yeah. Right? And I was just like, what does that look like? Because right. from across the board, most DJs do some sort of wordplay, some, to- some sort of tone play, you know, in their sets. Like, is that is that the criteria now for right. Red Bull, you know, three style? Um, so when I was listening back to Lazy Boy's set, he was just, it hit, like you said, the the... The detail in his set was insane. And yeah. I was like, like, I mean, he was dropping tracks that had the same snare roll. Right. And I was like, oh shit. Like, right. you, and you, it took me maybe the second or third time to listen when I listened back to it right. to catch that. And I was like, oh, because a lot of shit went over my head. I knew because I saw, I think you, the first link you sent me was just yes. like an okay link um, right. on somebody's phone. Right. Then I, when I saw like a better quality one on YouTube, I was able to catch, uh, pick up a lot of stuff that yep, he had some other did. things, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, pick up a lot of shit that he did. Yeah. And I just thought, I was like, man, this shit is, it, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I was just like, wow. You know what I mean? So shout out to Lazy Boy, man. I thought, I think he, I think he deserved it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Even with, like you said, his other battles that he got going on, still capable of going up there and performing the set that he did, you know. Absolutely. Cats that have mm-hmm. their full health can't, 
you know, be that creative and put something together right. like that. Yeah. So, man, more, you know, again, shout out to that guy, man. Yeah, props to, to Lazy Boy. So uh, I, I watched Lazy Boys, and then I watched Chris's, and then I had to dip out. Okay. But then I listened to everyone else's. Okay. And then... Where did you hear them? Where did I hear on Mixcloud? Okay, cool. And then before, actually before listening to Matsu's, I called him. I said, yo, I haven't heard your set yet, but how do you feel uh, about the set? What are your thoughts? And he said, the judges got it right. He felt really good about his set. He feels confident going into the next one, um, going into the next uh, three style, whenever that is. Yeah. So then I listened to everyone's on Mixcloud. Then I went back and watched Lazy Boys again. Yeah. I went back and watched Matsu's. And, uh, and then I went to go listen, watch Jay Espinoza's championship mix or yes. championship set. So this is what I've gathered. I think we have, I, I think, think I know we, where you're going with this, but go ahead. I think we are, what we just witnessed with lazy boy set is a changing of three style altogether because when Zach did it, it was tone play. And then I think before Zach, you were, uh, three style was still trying to find its thing. It's trend in the moment. So then the tone play took off and then it went into all these other things. And what Lazy Boy did is something that everyone has to adjust to and adapt to and be better than Lazy Boy at. If you really listen to how he breaks his set down, he takes you up and then right before the drop, right before the drop hits, it's, it's a sing-along song or, or it's something funny or it's something extremely, extremely catchy and he keeps it up there and then there's a slow decline down, but it's not a bad decline. It's just, just playing Motown shit, familiar stuff, cheesy stuff just to keep you engaged, but it's still not the, not the, the hits. And then he starts to bring you up again, just like a roller coaster. And then boom, drops you off with something that's funny, cheesy, creates an impact. The Jazzy Jeff thing, like, the Chris Brown, the the Rihanna Chris Brown thing, and then into the R. Kelly thing. And this dude, if I don't know if you guys noticed, but at, there were points in his transitions where there were three tracks or three elements from different tracks in one transition, or there were five different elements from five different tracks in one transition. And so when you're hearing all this, I think it's a lot to take in. And you're kind of blown away left and right because he does a good job of not blowing it out the water for 15 minutes straight, but it's a nice roller coaster of up and down. And of course it helps that he has home court advantage going into, going into, uh, I'm not saying that's the reason why he won, but it, so going into, let me say this, going into the three star, you're thinking this is Chris V is to lose, right? You know, everyone, some, nah, well, nah, this is how I yeah. felt. I felt because some people Do felt you want like our he, opinion on what, what we thought. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, me, let me finish. Right, you can forget. Um, Going into this, or before the last three saw some felt Chris Villa was may have been snubbed, or he maybe he felt some way about it. But it was like, all right, regroup and hit him harder next year. Like this should inspire you. And then all the con all the contestants in this three style weren't um, handful of them were new. I think they were all new except for Dynamics and Chris Villa and Chris Villa and Chris Villa. Right. So so you would think if not Chris Villa, perhaps Dynamics. So I personally I'm thinking, think Dynamics would have been the closest to beat Jays if he didn't have his technical difficulty. Okay. Last one. Yeah, last that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So regardless, one of those two, right? Sure. So then in the middle of uh, Lazy Boy set, I'm thinking, you know, this is Lazy Boy's to lose because he's got all these elements working for him. What, whatever formula he has, it's, it's, 
it's killing it. And so I, I went back and listened or watched Jay Espinosa's set because I'm thinking, oh, I just want to see the similarities in, in what, the, what Jay's formula was and what Shane's formula was. Lazy's? I'm sorry, Shane. Lazy. Just thinking white guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> Lazy's, Lazy's uh, uh, formula. And Jay's obviously was incredible. He won. He, he did a great job. It was hard for me to hear the crowd reaction in Jay's because... And, and again, that's was in this the world final, the world finals. That's in, that was in Thailand or Taiwan. Uh, it was in, was it somewhere the out there? It was somewhere in Asia, somewhere in Asia. And, and then you have to like, yeah, you have to factor in, you know, what do, what, what gets the, the crowd reaction out there as opposed to the Bay or, or wherever your, your sure. set is. Yeah. Okay. So lazy boy did a great job of, of throwing in those tracks to get the crowd reaction. And I also think it helped that Lazy Boy went first um, to, to set the tone. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of it. So you take, you take Lazy Boy's formula and then you think of it, then you look at what everyone else did and everyone else who, who, who didn't place, who was just involved. I think all their sets were great showcase sets, like something you do before the main event or just something, just any type of showcase situation. And that's not a, a slight or being disrespectful because I thought they were all entertaining in their own way. Yeah. But after you saw what Lazy Boy did in his little roller coaster ride of transitions, it's hard to match that. Matsu came, and I was ta- telling Ma- Matsu about this, he came the closest to getting the crowd engaged. He didn't, if and, and his energy was incredible. Right. He was all over the place. I mean, Doing doing a loop and hitting the pads and telling the crowd, "Come on, come on, get your hand," you know, like that shit's tough to stay on point like that. Yeah. So, I think Matsu did as best as he could in that situation. But moving moving on, I think what we saw Lazy Boy do, they have to all the competitors have to sound just like that, if not better, or or manipulate that formula. I respectfully disagree with you. I think I understand what you're saying but I also don't think um, a former champions uh, set is like um, should be the, the blueprint to everyone else that does their thing. I, I get what you're saying because yes, four color Zach really what he did was pioneered a sound and a technique that people eventually kind of like copied or made their own versions. And I think that's the one thing that we're seeing is people are kind of making the different versions of, you know, what, what Jay did, right? Because yes, we were doing the, the, there was a lot of tone plays and a lot of wordplay in styles of DJing. And then there was that like kind of that skip with Puffy, you know what I mean? When he did mm-hmm. his like high energy, super like on the move and the way he won was very unlike a four colors act. Mm-hmm. Then Damianito, and then now Jay Espinosa, who did like the piano trick, mm-hmm. which is not tone play, but it's a similar concept and idea that brought an element of surprise. Mm-hmm. The quote that I just saw recently from Jazzy Jeff, which really I think is impactful to any style of DJing, whether it's in competition or in party rocking, was playing the um, the most unexpected record at the right time, mm-hmm. and that's what creates a uh, uh, moment. And I, I think I constantly use that that term of just creating a moment, right? Yeah. We can all have all the same songs, but being able to create moments is what helps people walk away from those situations. I think personally that three style is kind of this like basically current event 
for the DJ so that when you're able to relate real life things like the like you said, the R. Kelly thing and the different skits, the Jazzy Jeff quote into toxic, like yeah. all those different things. That's what what helps create the moment. I don't think that's the only way to win. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be innovative enough to be able to present the same records because he didn't play anything quote unquote new yeah. or anything outside of, of our Serato's other than the mm-hmm. dub plates. Right. Mm-hmm. So the words could be different, but I think what he did was the, his style of presenting them of making you think a little bit while making you like laugh, mm-hmm. which is what helps you remember things. Mm-hmm. Matsu did the same thing when he was talking about dynamics coming back over and over again and yeah. still losing like that shit's funny. Like, yeah. and I think being able to make the crowd engage through skits and like you said, taking you up and then flattening them out with like kind of like a reset and then being able to build that back up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, that's what it is, but I, I think it needs to be, I don't know if there's like a blueprint to how to win. Well, I'm, right I'm not saying that lazy took Jay's blueprint. I just compared and see, and was just looking at what Jay was doing and then compared it to what, what lazy did. And and uh, I think is different. Now, I talked to another DJ. I was texting another DJ that was in the battle. I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants me to disclose this or not. But this is what his response was. He said, Lazy's style is way different than Jay's though. Me and Lazy talked to each other about his approach, shared ideas as far as what would have worked and what wouldn't. But what he brought, his timing and delivery was just spot on everything. Uh, punchline hit and seemed like uh, definitely had had the home court advantage, the the E forty dubs, souls of mischief. Um, I personally think he could have done that in any other city; it would have worked just fine. Because if you have a hip hop crowd, they're gonna know souls of mischief. Yeah. If you, he, he could, it could have been anywhere, and he didn't have to go. But first. it hits harder he though in the Bay. I don't, I don't think so. I think I'd argue this because if you're a real like, you're gonna see a DJ showcase. You're gonna tell me you don't know. 93 till. I don't know. I disagree yeah, with you see, on this. There's and, a lot and, of people and, that and don't and, know it. And, and I think, he could go, I think, hell no. There I was think, more reaction to. Because to, it's a DJ's crowd. And I the, would argue. The, Colton, the Vanessa he, Colton track. And your comment was, about him having to go first. Is, I, he could have been anywhere. There and was, he would have he won that battle. Okay. I, I agree. He, he would have won it regardless. But I think it helps set the tone. There was more of a reaction to Bruno Mars. Uh, Tonight. Uh, um, what? Uh, Uptown okay. Funk. No, no, no. The other one. Which uh, one with the big like uh, build put up? Your niggas mm, in mm, the mm, yeah. What the fuck's that song what called? To do? Yeah, oh, that's Town the, Funk. No, that's no. not Uptown Funk. Put your fingers in the air. He he sampled the Kendrick Lamar song. Put your finger fingers oh, to um, the moon. Yeah, um, that man, song and I play it every in my all my set. I play this shit every week. No, no, it's fine. It's it's funny. So so that song when he dropped that song that got a bigger reaction than the E forty thing or the Souls of Mission because it's a crowd that knows that they know what they know and so so my point is uh, I'm just saying this is what this guy said. Um, I thought Jay did a great job with his dubs too, but it helps. It's a, it, I guess it, it helps. It's a better look when you have E40 or Too Short going out of his way to make those doves. But no, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you that it did help that he would, he did it in the bay, because yeah. I don't think those, those, those tracks wouldn't carry as far as if they were yeah. outside that city. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, he did get a more of a response playing 
the more popish tracks, yeah. like the the Vanessa Carlton track, like the Bruno Mars track. And they played someone else played that the fifth DJ or sixth DJ played that Bruce Saint Bruno Mars track from the beginning, and it was like the reaction was whatever because he's chances are because he's the sixth DJ going on, and, and it's like all right, this track's track already been played. Times already, I, his, like but that. his set just didn't. With all due respect, I, and right, I, it, it's that's more than just playing the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like agree. I think everything else around his set, and and, and Shane was probably it was the sixth guy. I think. I don't know if it was Shane or yeah, probably. It was probably Shane, and who I I really was I was in the comments too, right? By the way, the chat was live. Of course it yeah. was as AF, right, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, it was really live, and I put it I put it in there like, yo, like don't sleep on Shane. Shane's dope as fuck, and yeah, with all the respect, like didn't come with it. Like it just it just didn't yeah. really put well together. I didn't hear. I didn't personally. I haven't heard his set yet. So, uh, so go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, um, yeah, I think Lazy Boy made his shit just extremely relatable. I'm telling you, like, non, that said changed To it. non-DJs. If I'm not a DJ and I, you know, I have- I'd agree ever, with that. I, to not, to, if I'm not a DJ, because we can all go in there as DJs and, you know, our viewers who are DJs and look at it, we can go in there and we can look at the technical aspect, you know, the skills that he did when he's beating on the pads, the cuts that he was doing, the dub plates that he was using and shit like that. You know what I mean? To a to an untrained ear, untrained person, they don't know what the fuck that shit is. You know what I'm saying? But he made it extremely relatable to people that are not DJs and just are, you can just say, avid music lovers or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they, I think that is what really set his set apart from a lot of the other DJs is that it was extremely relatable. And, and one bag he got into that a lot of DJs that I haven't, that I've heard in the past that did, that don't go into... And this is his bag. He got the Motown shit. It yeah, was extremely yeah. mm -hmm. relatable. Right. And that when he played the Motown shit, for the most part, that's when he was on his like, just, just, just vibing. Yeah. I'm not going to, this isn't my hottest shit. This isn't my moment, my big moment, but it's, it, but it'll connect with you. Yep. And same thing with some of the cheesy stuff too. And, and he used to, he, he used to throw that cheesy party, right? Where it's like, it was nothing but um, cheesy hits. Someone was telling me about that. But so Sounds so it's like, like his, his, his like a good party. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to go to that so, shit. <laughs> so 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 I, I want to add to what this uh, DJ was texting me as well. He said, in retrospect, I feel like I probably should have done more. But when I listen to the judges talk about what they want to hear, it sounds like it's more about the music and controlling the crowd over tricks. A hundred percent. So I feel like uh, I uh, compromise myself. So and that that's what I'm saying. Like, and and I, and I know you're saying this too, but the buildup to yeah. getting the crowd reaction. I, I kind of connect this and everyone's welcome to disagree with me on this, but if it kind of connects and works for me with my gigs, what, what lazy boy did in 15 minutes is like a shorter version of what a two hour set can sound like in a club yeah. because it's about creating the moments sure. Absolutely. and then you don't want to burn them out. So you, yeah. you keep them, you keep the vibe going, you get that little, just, just keep a neutral and then you get the build up again. And, you know, let them go to the bar, let them get their drinks, let them talk to the girls. And now we're building up again. We're building up yeah. some moments and you just hit them, hit them, hit them. And Absolutely. then it's like, uh, a, uh, not a decline, but just a neutral vibe. And you just keep doing that over and over. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing you can't do in 15 minutes is play a filler song. Like that's what you're not doing. Yeah. The definition of a filler song in that competition is something that's still relatable, but doesn't maybe have the energy it creates more of a vibe or mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. Right. So like, that's where I feel like lazy set just separated himself other than Matsu. Like Matsu is definitely on his tail. Mm -hmm. Um I I wouldn't even be able to pinpoint like what made Matsu set not 
as great mm. because it was it was a great set. Yeah. I think what it was is just that Lazy was just able to create bigger moments than the moments that Matsu did. And I also mm-hmm. think Lazy um, did interact with the crowd more. Exactly. Yeah. Which might have been the separation between the two. And that comes, and I think that comes from the DJ's personality. Uh-huh. Out, offside, sure. outside the tables. Because, you know, yeah. you were comparing Lazy Boy to Jay Espinosa. And if, you know, if you know them personally, you know these guys have very outgoing personalities. Yeah. Like, yeah. they are, if you ever hear Jay Espinosa on the mic during his set, he's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he has me weak, you know what I'm saying? And I think that shit carries and that shit shows in someone's set. I've had maybe a handful of conversations with Lazy Boy and I'm like, yo, I like that. I fuck with this dude. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that shows and you know, you saying like, Chris Villa, dope DJ, but he is extremely laid back. He's quiet. Yeah. He keeps to himself. You know what I mean? I got to give him his flowers too though. He has gotten better at showing his personality yeah. or interacting with the crowd through, I, I think this is his third three style competition. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, I think that part has gotten better. Yeah. yeah. Um, in some weird way, the sets have gone the opposite, mm. you know, in, mm. in what he's done. But like, he's he's definitely a great example of like, yeah, in the beginning, he wasn't really showing a lot of personality, personality because yeah. he's a killer on the table. Yeah. yeah. Done, exactly. Like, you know, he doesn't I, need to do much there. But I think in that, this competition, you I think that plays a long way for a lot of DJs. Like if you have that personality and I think that it works in, in you know, anyone's mic presence, just in the regular club setting, you can tell when someone, if I don't know a DJ and I hear them on the mic, I could be like, yo, this yeah. probably, what I call it is a bright personality. Right. Um, you can hear that shit through the mic work. You know what I mean? Like someone's. Do you think we ever get to the point in three style where they involve the mic? Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Crowd interaction is I, part of I don't of know. The I, I think if they start to see more of a decline in technical skills, then they but see I, that that's where like we're just saying it's less about the technicality yeah. it's more, more about, about the, the energy yeah, the music the, selection the crowd participation i mean what we're seeing right now is they're using uh quotes or like a skit yeah you know to create things but was it stopping you from having a mic that hooks up to your mixer and then you loop your, your voice i don't know like just thinking creatively yeah where does this competition go next yeah that it's not or hasn't touched before I just think we're going to start seeing less from a technical aspect and just more of just creating moments um, because you saw how nasty dynamics and Chris Villa were with their cuts, but we can appreciate that. But did the crowd care? I don't know. Maybe the, I just didn't see the crowd go, Whoa, for the cuts. Yeah. They went, Whoa, for Vanessa Carlton or, yeah. or, you know, all those, all those hits. Vanessa Carlton is amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 24 karat. By the way, that's the name of the fucking carrot. That's what it is. Shit. DJs are fucking cooking us. We are terrible, man. We are terrible. um, Sorry, guys. But yeah, um, so I'm moving forward. I'm excited to see what happens in Russia. And I I tweeted this the other day. Um, I want to see, I'm not going to be that DJ that says, oh, can't wait to see how many DJs use that Trump. If you're listening, oh, Russia, yeah, if you're listening, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see how many DJs do it the best because mm. you know it's coming. Cool. Let's, 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 um, let's fuck with it. Let's appreciate it. I want to see how many DJs rock with that. You think that turns DJs off though? Like, like you said, you have that mindset thinking, all right, I'm in the competition. I'm moving up to the next, to the next round in the competition and it's in Russia. I yeah. know that there's some, some quote out there that Trump said oh, about yeah. Russia or whatever. And it's kind of like, oh man. 
I think all these other guys are going to do it or these other guys, are, uh, women are going to do it. Um, let me not. Yeah, me some not guys may try to think, oh, overthink it or just say, let me just think be outside, outside of that. It, I, yeah. But if you got a hot transition, why not? And if you're it, one right? of the first DJs to go, I mean, I know nobody knows when they're going, but you know, if you can get away with the first. True, true. Or, you know, if you have the yeah, best I'm transition. I'm curious to see what's going to be like. So I'm bringing this up only for the sake of, um, and I'm guessing this is since day one. But the criteria and what you're judged on and the percentage of each uh, category mm -hmm. is really key in this. When you're being judged for a three style. Originality is 40%. Okay. Music selection is 20%. Okay. Crowd response is 15. That's already 75%. Yeah. Skills is 25%. Hmm. So when I think what happened was, you know, we're, we all kind of come from this like era of like looking at DMC battles and DJ battles being very skill heavy. And that's yeah. what's the most important thing. Yeah. And then when you look at a battle like three style that was created for the party rocker and, and kind of in the, in the points department kind of catered for that, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's where it really reflects, you know, what, what's kind of happening now. Yeah. You know, it, you don't need to do the crazy juggle or the crazy, you know, literally you could do one juggle. You could cut up one or two, three different times. Yeah. But obviously I think execution, timing and all those things with the rest of the categories is really what's going to help you separate. And yeah, yeah, but it's funny that you said that because you said 25% is for skills, right? right? But you said that DJ said that the judges wanted more as far as the crowd participation. Mm -hmm. right? But that was only 15%. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So it seems like yeah. the skills is still at a higher level as what they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? And then you said, what was 40% or 30%? Originality. Originality. 40% originality. Originality. Yeah, I think that's where the disconnect is because the judge, the judge may, getting a crowd reaction is what, 15%? Right? Something yeah, like that. You said, yeah, right? 15%, okay, so, yeah. but that's where the big, that, that's like the slam dunk of the event. Yeah, it still counts as two points, but obviously a three-pointer is more than two. But still, you're going to get more highlights, more uh, or, or just a bigger response from the judges if yeah. you have the crowd reaction. But technically, that's only 15 points. So, you, But you can also make the case originality can spark crowd reaction. True, true. Well, you know? how you spark it, right? Well, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, think, it's how you pr present it, how I you think execute the it. Quote, um, I mean, obviously the R. Kelly thing, you're just like, oh shit, he's playing an R. Kelly record. And then boom, you know, he's uh, using a quote and then using the hiss to yeah. go into gin and juice, gin and juice gin. like that goes into the hiss of so the beginning of gin and juice. And you could deep dive all day into the yeah. set. We could probably spend a whole episode just breaking down the the, the winning and the runner up set yeah. in regards to their transitions. They did mm -hmm. an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Again, nothing but credits to them. I think we all see different angles on how the the competition can be approached, you know, to give your best effort. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to touch on no. the competition? No. It's, it's, it's competition. crazy. So, you know, not the competition, but moving on to what we wanted to talk about. Um, and I think it kind of relates with one-on-one because you read a tweet about 
um, a spot in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? I, actually, I actually did a little bit of research on what the spot is. I, okay. won't, I, I can tell you what region it is, but I don't want to put the club on yeah, yeah, we, like that. We're not going you might get that. booked there. But no, wait, let's talk I don't think I will. <laughs> we'll, I, I want to answer. First of all, first of all, New York clubs don't book LA DJs. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> okay. First, I want to you know say that have you say the tweet and then we'll answer the yeah. question. Will they gonna? Um, and the question is going to be: Are they going to have this sort of thing and incorporate it into mm. to three stop? Mm, okay. Right. Just so, to make it more challenging. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the tweet says, or it's a do not playlist from a club. I'm assuming this was some form of email um, to a DJ. The do not playlist is a collection of songs we will add to as we think of them, but to give parameters, the music we want and stay away from includes songs that are overly played slash cheesy, overly aggressive in style, whether that be overtly violent, sexual in nature, no repetitive cursing. Uh, the tracks are uh, Kia, My Neck, My Back, Daddy Yankee, Gasolina, Jay-Z, Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mine, all LMFAO songs. You're not getting booked there. <laughs> you no, ain't spending that. Definitely not. Like I play all, like I play, I play one. <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. Uh, Nelly's Hot in Here, Ludacris, Move Bitch, Cisco Thong Song, Nickelback. I'm not, I'm not getting booked there. Keisha, Akesha, um, Justin Bieber. Not even a specific song, just, just Justin, Bieber. Justin Bieber. Barbara Streisand, Doug Sauce, and again, LMFAO. Um, and Beyonce, again. <laughs> <laughs> ain't getting booked there. Man. No uh, danger zone. <laughs> no danger zone bookings. Beyonce, single ladies, girls just want to have fun. Jesse's girl. Cliche, Bon Jovi, living on a prayer. Cliche, journey, ditto. Rather than the only... Uh, Rather than only telling you what not to play, we want to encourage you to dig through your crates, so to speak, uh, to find the, the non-obvious songs people still want to hear. For example. But weren't necessarily expecting to hear. For example, rather than playing Nelly's Hot and Her, you can play <laughs> yeah. with EI, uh, which is still something everybody knows, but something like Hot in Here that you may find yourself listening to at a wedding. Okay. <laughs> Now this is now this is a New York club, so so there's the Meatpacking District, which is like where most of the hip hop clubs yep. are, or all the cool spots, Avenue, uh, Marquee, etc. Uh, like I think the Tao. <laughs> uh, then there's Lava, which is a separate from all that. Then there's the East Side, which is where this club is located. And the East Side is more of an open format, so this makes sense that an open this will be rules for an open format club because yeah. if it's just strictly hip hop, there's no need to put this list out. You know, just play hip hop, right? right. So so if you're open format. You're an open format club. You're giving all these uh, regulations on what to play. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? I love it personally. Mm -hmm. I personally love it because they didn't list tracks that I felt like are, I mean, I guess in a sense, no track is crucial to any DJ set. But they've, they listed some tracks where you feel like, and I mean, and I'll speak for myself when I say, I'm tired of playing this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, again, you know, we discussed this before. We have to turn off that brain and we have to understand that our crowd, our people that we're playing for are not heavy music lovers like we mm -hmm. are. You know what I'm saying? So they don't hear the track that we probably hear three, four, five times a week. They right. probably only hear it once a week. You know what I mean? And that they love that shit. They yeah. love Usher's Yeah. They love... Uh, oh, yeah. They, they forgot they had Usher's Yeah. Yeah, right? They love Ludacris' Move Bitch. You know what I'm it's saying? It's a wedding like, song. It's a wedding <laughs> song. It definitely is a wedding song. You know what I mean? They love LMFAO. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but we hear that shit all the time. So to have uh, 
to allow a DJ to dig a little deeper in their crates and be able to do it. Because what DJ doesn't, you know, the, I feel like the most complaint that a DJ has is, oh, I got to play the same, or, you know, the crowd responds to the same That's shit. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I, wish I, could, same I wish I could mm-hmm. dig a little deeper in the dig a little deeper in my crates and still get that same reaction that, that I would get if I was to play hot in here or whatever, you know, the, the song is. So right. I, I personally, I fucks with it. And like you say, it only makes sense because it's a open format spot. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like if, if it's not, then you can't put those restrictions on a DJ. Like right. there's only so much that I can play if, I can, I'm only allowed to play one or two genres of music. If it's just a hip-hop and I can only play hip-hop and R&B, then hot, Nelly's Hot in Here is going to get played. Yeah, My neck, my back is probably going to get played. Especially in New York where spots don't close till 4 or 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I got to do a five, six-hour set. If I'm, that's what I say, I'm saying if I got to spend all that entire time. Right. So, I like I said, in that scenario, if that's yeah. a spot in the you know, open format spot, I fucks with it. I, I personally fucks with it. I think it's dope. It's It's cool. I wouldn't be I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's see, let's see how well you actually know your crowd right. that walks in there. If you're saying I can't play these songs as a DJ and I'm spinning at your spot and you don't want me to play these songs, then your crowd is probably probably dope and are heavy music lo- uh, lovers and listeners and will probably. But appreciate is it the crowd it. saying that, or would the crowd still well, be fine with these ten? Well, songs? that's what I would assume. My assumption would be. You guys are probably tired. You as a staff, you owners or VIP hosts, whoever, are probably tired of hearing these tracks. Your crowd is probably over hearing these tracks because I can't imagine if I'm a booker or I'm a club owner or, or manager and the DJs, DJs are constantly playing these songs, but it's getting a response out of my crowd. I'm still selling tables. I'm still selling drinks or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Play this song as much as you want as long as the money's still coming through the door, right? Yeah, I right. can't imagine that. So... It's probably playing some part in being like, yo, these our our uh our guests are tired of hearing this shit and you know they're going elsewhere to hear different shit. We wanna we wanna set the bar, we wanna be different from whatever. So I I fucks with it. Yeah. I think it might be like a too little, too late type of fix mm. because I think it's more the venue trying to filter out maybe a crowd like that's True. more the weekend warrior that doesn't know the new shit that doesn't know the new records to react to and and maybe they're trying to get to the point where you know they're going to cater to a a new crowd and get them out of the way kind mm-hmm. of per se mm-hmm. and you know whoever's asking for those records quote unquote like I, it, it, today current present day maybe i don't think they're the ones really spending the money they're more like a cover charge yeah. Yeah. you know kind of person if we were just to guess yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and this so assumption but i think that's also yeah completely and this whole podcast is an assumption but <laughs> true <laughs> this is just our opinion yeah. doesn't reflect dj city or beat source at all at all <laughs> but with that being said it all it is also kind of you're doing the job for the club who originally attracted that crowd if they're there in the first place and or you booked the wrong DJs, right? Mm. Now this is your way of adjusting or correcting the posture of whatever DJs coming in to like keep them away from from whatever else. I'm trying to figure out what Duck Sauce did wrong to anybody. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was that, that was must get a lot of plays in New York. I mean, I get LMFA on. We get it. Yeah, well, so, I get all those well, except it, for I Duck mean, Sauce. We don't we, so we don't necessarily know the 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 deep details of this, right? We don't know if this yeah. email is sent out on specific days of the week. Have you, you ever been sent an email like that? 
Uh, yes. Well, you deal with a lot of corporate situations where... I mean, even in clubs. In clubs. I, I mean, more so in clubs than in corporate stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have gotten yeah. one or two for clubs. Yeah, I've yeah, only yeah. been told to not, that I can remember to, no, to not play feel. one song, and it was... Uh, Party Rock Anthem. Fuck no, it was... Uh, well, actually, that was one of them, but... What was it? Fuck Donald Trump. Oh yeah. yeah, and then the other one was when I, I when YG when YG released um, BPT. Oh yeah, you oh. couldn't play that in any hip hop clubs in LA. Yeah, because Yo, it, San Diego, it, you couldn't play that shit at all. Like, yeah, it was it was too violent. Like the the Crips in the club. But I mean, you're playing Chief Keef, bro. Like, I remember playing that shit. I remember playing that shit when it was brand new. And this, I don't know if this dude was a Crip or a Crip affiliate, but he was like. He's like, cuh, I shouldn't like this song because it's a blood song, but damn, cuh, this shit go hard. <laughs> I was oh, like, hey, man, man, I'm sorry for your struggles right <laughs> yeah, now. Gotta hope you get through it. Hey, OT put on one for him, so you know that. Yeah. True. He did. True. They he got did. the record finally. They did. They did. Shout out to OT. playing that for the Valentine's uh, um, episode. <laughs> so, so my thoughts as quick as possible, because we've been running for a while. Um, my thoughts are, that so to my to my knowledge the east side is people that can't get in or that think that the gas lamp is too serious or they just want to be exposed to more music than just hip-hop or even get into the clubs um, because it's very much like hollywood bottle service you have to Mm -hmm. know someone to get in they go to the east side so so they probably want to hear a lot of um different stuff i don't i don't really care to take a stance on this like I can look, I can understand it from both sides. Yeah. Find the club doesn't want to hear the corny cheesy shit. You want to break out of that and just get into other stuff. Cool. It, it kind of it'll suck if the club's trying to sound more like the gas lamp and trying to be as serious as the gas lamp because mm-hmm. I think I don't I don't think we need all that. Like we don't need every club to be serious and be strict on what you play. Like, yeah. It's fun to play the random stuff. It's fun to be more open. Which in their defense, they said dig in the dig a little deeper in your crates. Yeah. It's like all right, I, and I'm I'm cool for a challenge like that. Cool, you 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 give me a list of songs I can't play. Let's let's see how good I am. You yeah, know, that's to, what I to maneuver around them. Um, but I do know those songs. Obviously, no one requests those songs, but I do know those songs create happy moments yeah. for drunk people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, even even um, guys that are popping bottles, the serious guys popping bottles at 3, 4 a.m. in New York, if you drop any of those songs, even if it's a female singing or a woman singing, they're going to be right there singing with, the, with their arm around their side chick or whoever they're with. And it's just going to be a, an incredible vibe. And you're going to re, remember those moments. Yeah. You know, and you can use those tracks as momentum builders to get to your next string of songs or if the club is like on a decline, well play something to pick it up. Yeah. Give me the obvious shit. Give me something that's going to get things going and, and get money driving back to the bar or get another bottle sent out somehow. I'm not saying that's what happens to get bottles out as opposed to hip hop clubs where specific songs do bring bottles out. Yeah. But it's great. It's great energy. So I, yeah, I don't care to take a stand on either side. I, I understand both sides. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Like again, we don't. I don't. I just. It's hard. We can only make a a judgment or have an opinion on the information that we're given. Yeah. And I think that if we were given more information, like I said, if it this email was sent for specific nights, like only on Wednesday and Thursdays, 
this is the email that you get. Yeah. But if you spend on Friday, Saturdays, by all means, fucking play the shit. I'm not offended by the list at all. I think no. it's just one of those things where, like, as a DJ, you're offended that you even have to be told or sure. controlled. I think that's like the 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 it's a pride thing. It's the ego. Are yeah, you yeah. telling me what to do? You're right. It's one of those things. Right. And then you all you do is enable them to like rebel. And yeah. so like you might want to be that guy that. You know, just yeah. this way. So now wants. I said all that, right? Yeah. So yeah. at the beginning, I uh -huh. say, do you think Red Bull would incorporate some shit like that? Because Red Bull's been going on for quite some time now, and I'm sure there's a numerous amount of tracks that get played. The same tracks get played, regardless of how you flip them or how you present them and whatnot. Do you think they would go, okay, you know, we want to change up the narrative a little bit. We want to, mm, I guess, I don't want to say make it more difficult, but just get the creative juices going a little bit more. Let's take some of the quote unquote typical shit that these DJs would use and say, you can't use these tracks anymore. What Even if it's not necessarily in the first round, but right. as you advance. And what do you think that round. is? What? I'm gonna put you on the spot. What do you think that is? What mm -hmm. could they take away? What do you think they could say? You can't do this. That would affect the entire competition. I'm saying certain songs. Oh, you're just saying specific. I'm saying specific yeah. songs. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, I, specific songs what I notice about use. Red Bull is all the competitors are very trendy. So they want to go after the hot built, built like the, the Bruno Mars. And yeah. only a few guys did Lizzo mm -hmm. and, and, and it wasn't abused. But typically you see that tweet, those tweets during three cell. Well, sixth time I've heard this song. Yeah. You know, exactly. so, but it's only, it's usually. Yeah, last songs year was like the Obama, right? Last year. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, so yeah, if if I'm not saying, we're not, I'm not saying take out Bon Jovi, take out Beyonce, but if you want to say, oh, by the way, you can't use Lizzo and you can't use Bruno Mars. Yeah. Have fun. You know, fun. figure it out. And I'm saying use it and make that, make that a rule for whatever, the finals, semifinals or something like that. But, like, but does, but not saying Red Bull needs it, but for lack of better words, does Red Bull need those songs for those moments? Because those songs do create moments. Uh, I think it does. Or, or so. are you handcuffing the DJs to I don't like, think either way it plays out. I don't think you're affecting the competition because in that competition specifically, you're looking for the way that these guys expand on the genre, right? Exactly. So it's because already, music you're selection, to use three genres. Yeah. Right? Music selection was what percentage of originality is 40% or music says 20%. Like 20%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a, there's a shit ton of music out there. I, I think, I think yeah. they should do it, but I, but I also think you, you, they have to be careful because if you don't have the most creative DJs out there, you're going to get a bland competition. I'm not mad if you just disqualify tone play. <laughs> Nobody's tone play. Yeah. Or word play. I mean, tell tone play. Uh, well, it, it just, I think it just depends on how you abuse it. Cause what's his name? Lazy boy did it. And it was, he, it was did, he did two bars of it and he was out of he it. He was out of it. He yeah, see, I like yeah, the quick ones. But, yeah, the quick you know, ones. Yeah. But the guys that loop, you know, a wordplay for more than four bars or eight bars. Have you That's seen a eight set? bars? Have you seen a set in the last two or three competitions where DJ didn't use tone play? Not that I recall. I have to go back. I, I can't say. I mean, I can't think of one off top, and that's why I asked. I'm like, yo, can you win? Can you actually win without utilizing that? I think it's just more like observing a lot of, there's so much bad tone play versus the amount of good tone play. Yeah. yeah. I think that's more so where I'm coming from. I'm also talking out of my ass to say that we can cancel tone play because hey, there's some guys I still like, yo, I'm Shane is one of the guys. I'm I mean, not mad at you for that. <laughs> every, yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys that are on the competition do amazing 
combos with that stuff with those different yeah. tricks and maybe yeah. i'm just mad maybe I you're just it. it's just the shit you see on instagram and you're yeah. over it <laughs> yeah yeah i'll just ignore it yeah um shit well it oh, does well. it first i think yeah I think shout out right. to new york good luck yeah yeah good, good luck east side <laughs> listen whatever spot that is call me up because i'll come and do that shit yeah, do that. Gotcha. yeah i'll do that spot just trying to figure out what yeah. lmfao did wrong bro where did you go wrong man I feel like party rock anthem is doesn't even get played a lot. Like it when I go out and hear DJs, I I don't hear it. So I don't know. You don't Maybe they still even, play it out there though. Listen, Maybe it's like still a thing. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it anywhere. Like in yeah. a minute. Like not. I'm not saying just party rock, but any LMFAO track. Yeah. Well, the only two songs a DJ would play is "Sexy yeah, I know I know it, and, and Party, party rock, rock Anthem. Yeah, but still, like I yeah. just like even in Vegas, where you think it's 4 a.m. Maybe this would be a good time to play some shit like that. That's yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But, hey. I'll tell you what, man. In Vegas, and we'll wrap it up right now, but in Vegas, during some of these sets I saw, when you're playing all like the go-to stuff and the cool shit the promoters and bookers want you to play, the crowd's like, eh. But when you play that cheesy shit, that the high hopes and you play all those songs... The fucking, it literally, I've seen it literally change the room and just give the room another level of energy. And then the DJ was fucking out of here after that. Yeah. Think about it. Half the, I mean, half the people like that are partying at not just Vegas, but I guess like anywhere, if they're drunk or off some drugs, like yeah, you dumb it down and have some shit that they can sing along when they're mm-hmm. half brain dead. Like, man. Yes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> let's, fishing with dynamite. Let's sing. Let us <laughs> sing, you know? That That's, club might be working backwards, the uh, club we're talking about, because I think we're going back to all that old stuff. Yeah, well, it's just bad timing, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. the era they hit is literally the era that is the right time to now bring true. it back up. Again, we don't know what their crowd is true. Like, sure. You know what I mean? What we do know is when we were carrying crates, yes. and yes, we carry crates. Yeah, we did. We, I think we were the last generation to be carrying crates. Yeah. I flew across the country with crates. Yo, five I crates. flew to Mexico to fucking carry, <laughs> do a gig out of Mexico with crates. With crates. Yeah. And so when we were carrying crates, yes, give us our flowers. Um, I remember it was, it was the in thing, man, to do, to, to be throwing like an eighties party. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really big. And then we saw the transition of like the nineties party that wasn't really expanded on, you know, but there was definitely nineties parties going on. And I think obviously we're in the era now with that nostalgic 2000s. Now yeah. some of the 2010 stuff is starting to really creep yeah. up. Yeah. You know, maybe that's our, our yeah. calling. A lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of that early 2000s had a lot of dance records. I will say right. that. It's just, it's just more fun dance, yeah. like club, club records. Just yeah. more fun. Than it's always now. nice to just have a change of face of what you're getting Absolutely. used to. Yeah, but I think that wraps it up for us. We we went perfect on time. Yeah, episode twenty five. Merry Christmas. Twenty five. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And don't Happy- forget to tag us, mm-hmm. mention us, mm-hmm. hashtag. We got the new Instagram. We're not really active on it quite yet. That might be more on. We gonna get me. there though. More on this guy to my left. Yeah, yeah. Well, still doing videos and shit. So, <laughs> yeah. well, maybe Rel. Rel yeah, seems I to could, have. Yeah, I could do it. We could get we'll that see. going. Social media game. So at Mickey D's Podcast That's All of us right there And we'll catch you guys on the next one Yes sir Yes sir